Hello, everybody, and welcome to the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. I'm your host, as usual, Pylon, and tonight we have a very special and different kind of episode than you guys are used to. You may notice a few unfamiliar or maybe familiar faces to the right of me here, but tonight we're doing a little bit of an interview with some other members of the community, specifically the Lore Seekers from the Lore Seekers podcast. How are you guys doing tonight? Awesome, man. Thanks for having uh, us. Amazing. Yeah, thank you very much for having us. This is exciting. Yeah, this is great. So let me introduce them for anybody who doesn't know it. Uh, directly beside me, we have Jibs. Jibs, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself for anybody who doesn't know you? Uh, yeah. Uh, my name's Jibs, and I co-host uh, Lore Seekers Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been casting for about eight, eight or nine years now. Oh, wow. Not Lore Seekers specifically, though, right? Yeah, just no, just various shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. And how about yourself, Cash? What are people? What's something exciting about you that people may not know? Um. Well, my name is Cash. Um, I am the second co-host of the Lore Seekers podcast, and I have the distinct privilege of putting up with that guy <laughs> at least once a week. Oh, you got the wrong direction there. That guy. That guy. Yeah, right over there. Now you got it. At least once a week. Now you got it. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the show, guys. I've been listening to, to it for quite a while, so it's been a great listen for me as you guys have been going through. Um, so I wanted to just tell everybody kind of what we're doing here, is we, as a community, UESP is really focused on driving the people that play the games to create content for the games, whether that's on the wiki, whether that's on making mods, or as well as we're talking about here as podcasting. So the UESP podcast is starting a little bit of a series that we're going to try to do at least once a month is we want to bring some of the community that's involved with the Elder Scrolls into more of like a center stage role within UESP. So Lore Seekers seem like an ideal place to start with this as they're very lore focused, as many of you know, the UESP is so... Thanks for coming on the show, guys. Um, Jibs, do you want to give us a little bit of a introduction to what you guys do at the Lore Seekers? Uh, Cash may be better <laughs> off for this one. Uh, no, yeah, we do. Uh, we talk about Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, we do everything from lore to interviews to uh, keep you up to date on the latest news. We introduce all kinds of um, new segments. So we've got dungeon lore. We take you through the dungeons. So you not only learn the lore, but you also learn what sets you can get, the story behind it, the achievements that are tied to it. And just uh, really just kind of fill the listener in. And we do it all from a tavern in Tamriel. The whole setting's there. So it's fun. It's a good time. Awesome. Yeah, I was, when I started listening, I was, I was confused at first because you had like the tavern, uh, the tavern maid come in and do all the talking and stuff like that. And I was like, wait, is this entire <laughs> podcast just like an RP podcast? I was like, that's cool. Okay, I'll keep listening for a bit. And then kind of like moved into the whole style. But the first time I listened, I was a little bit like, okay, this isn't what I expected. But then I understood it's just kind of like the intro bit you guys have, which was a lot of fun. Right on. Thanks. Whose idea was that kind of? Cash's. That's all Cash? He's the brains behind that one there? Ooh, I don't know if me being the brains behind (laughs) any of this thing is actually accurate. Um, uh, Jibs is the brains behind the whole cast, and I am just the talking head. Awesome. That gets long-winded with pretty much everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all like it. You're, you guys are doing great, so I'm a big fan there. Thank um, you. Thank you. What I did, so you guys must specifically focus more on Elder Scrolls Online, correct? You, I know you guys touch on the different games when you're doing your lower segments, but most your primary focus is on Elder Scrolls Online. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So... Yeah. 
We generally have a little bit of a segment here that we call the Scholarly Pursuits, where we talk about what we've done recently in games, in all the different Elder Scrolls games. But since you guys are focused on online, what have you guys actually been up to the past like couple of weeks in Elder Scrolls Online? Have you actually got Ooh. a chance to play? I know personally, once I started doing the podcast, the amount of time I had to actually play the game kind of sunk down to second tier <laughs> things. So have you guys yep. had a chance to actually play much games recently? Uh yeah, I've been I've been uh, diving in, uh, working on my Templar, trying to get that up, and uh, just the usual guild management, PvP, <laughs> all yeah. the things. Yeah, because you guys have a pretty big guild as well with the uh, Lord yeah. Seeker. Is that correct? Yeah. We do, and the I I think the um the last couple of weeks have been really busy with less playtime for both of us because we just had the we had our I guess it's like a yearly. I guess first so. one we've Is done that how we're doing first it? Yeah. annual <laughs> state of the guild meeting uh just this uh last saturday and it was um it was kind of an undertaking to put that whole thing on we streamed it on twitch and we had a bunch of people from our guild there just to kind of talk about where we've been and the direction which of is wow classic all the way right yeah 100 <laughs> azeroth baby it's, it's funny azeroth that you like now. yeah the unofficial world of warcraft podcast here so did you actually see what we did? I, I, I checked in a little bit. I didn't get to see too, too much. Okay. Of it, so now I, I, saw, yep. I saw a few things so, pop up there. So we played a big joke on yeah. our, on our, our folks. And um, we started off the entire podcast or the entire um, stream with music from Azeroth. <laughs> and so then good. we kind of led up to this big announcement and, you know, well, this might upset some of you, but you know, we, uh, we really tried wow classic and we loved it and then we put up this big screen and said lore seekers is going to azeroth and we just got wtfs across the board we actually had one what? member who started crying we learned later we were really leaving, leaving us. and we're like oh we're just kidding that's so funny that's a lot of fun, it though. fun it's good that you guys can have a lot of fun with the guild too and everyone there seems like great folks i've been hanging out in the discord for a while there so it's been yeah. awesome getting to know everybody as they go there so awesome very nice well i kind of want to get into some of the questions here we've got a number of questions a bunch of people from uesp also filled out some of these questions they wanted me to ask so kind of first little thing how did you guys meet and kind of get started in all this it was a dark alley it was Ooh. raining it was in new york Jibs was cold and I had a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> you want you me go. to take that one, big guy, yeah. or you want to take it? Yeah, no, you take it. Okay, so uh, back in, I guess it would have been right before Star Wars The Old Republic released. We, at least myself, I was ravenous for anything that was Star Wars The Old Republic. Jibs and I have said many times we are rabid Star Wars fans and have been for a long, long time. So when that game was coming out, I was just absorbing every single podcast I could possibly get that had anything to do with Star Wars The Old Republic. Yeah. So I ended up being a part of a guild um, called the Old Republic Dads. And um, I, I, just, I knew it. I'm like, I want to have as big a part in this guild as I possibly can. So I worked my way up into being a leader of that guild and eventually... I ended up being such a big fan of the Old Republic uh, radio show that they asked me to be on the show. And I was like over the moon, just fanboying out every episode. But I ended up being a regular on that podcast. And then 
in conjunction with the Old Republic Dads Guild, I ended up leading that guild for quite some time. Well, then Jibs comes in because we were having a a uh, competition for some new graphic work for the site. And Jibs offered, and he made some incredible art. He's very talented in the ways of the Photoshop. And we just kind of hit it off in that respect as friends. And then we started doing, everybody kind of started um, straying away from Star Wars The Old Republic yeah. a little bit, because for some of us, it, it wasn't what we really wanted and, and expected. So instead of losing all of our friends that we had gained in The Old Republic Dads, we ended up just making a massive online gaming community called Mog Nation. And Jibs and I remained friends and started uh, started doing some different shows together. We did shows for Wildcast. We did a general gaming show. We did, uh, what else did we do, Jibs? Uh, yeah, we did a general PC gaming show. We did uh, Wildcast for Wildstar. Uh, right. And then I think we were both involved in various shows during that. And then we were just working alongside each other in leadership. That's yeah. so funny because I remember Mog Nation. Which is so super funny. Oh, no. Like from back in the, it's been so long since oh, I've even heard man. that. I was like, Mog Nation yeah. had, oh man, I remember that. That's yeah, that so was our funny. baby. That was our baby. Awesome. That's so exciting. Yeah. Um, so I guess that kind of moves into the next question there. So you started moving away from um, the Old Republic. Did you move initially directly into Elder Scrolls Online or did you kind of hop around um, oh. what, for content creation, I guess? Yeah, for uh, there were there's been a lot. There's been yeah. a ton yeah. in between um, for all the various games that we played, and uh, I think most of the time that I was spending at that time, and then Jibs ended up coming on board and being uh, my second lead for Mog Nation. So most of the stuff we were doing was content creation for the community itself, and you know we were going to different cons and. Um, you know, just dabbling in a lot of different charities and stuff like that for the community. And then I think probably the biggest thing that we've done together, you know, uh, to, to precede this show at Lore Seekers that we're doing was the Level Up Morning Show. And that was the, that was a oh, general yeah. PC gaming podcast that we were doing and we had a blast with. So that, that like gave us the opportunity to play all kinds of different games and it's funny because we had told ourselves after the Wild Star show that we did, and that game really just absolutely didn't Rest in out. Peace, Wild Star. <laughs> didn't, didn't make it. Didn't. We told ourselves we would never do another single game show ever <laughs> until about a year and a half ago. Yeah. yeah. And here we are. Yep. 100%. <laughs> So, yeah. Jibs, how did you kind of find Elder Scrolls Online in that case? What kind of drew you to that game and then wanting to actually create content for it? Uh, all right. So, yeah, you know, we played when it first launched and we just kind of stopped knew. playing immediately after. As most well, we, we were like, all right, we know that this is fun, but it's not where we want to be yet. Yeah. And and so, you know, during that time, you know, like Cash alluded to, we did the Level Up Morning Show and then we did other sh other podcasts and uh cash and i had kind of you know it had been a good six to eight months since we had a real good conversation and uh you know both was really leveling up in life and then i get a phone call or i called him i don't remember which but we started catching up and then he's like dude you gotta play have you played elder scrolls online no <laughs> dude it is so good See, okay i said all right all right i'll download it two days later i download it then i we talk 
one day after that, and then two weeks later, we had a podcast. Oh, wow. So you went quick. You were like, you it fell just, in love with it. Yeah, yeah, it was just like, do we want to do a show? Because we had both, it, you know, like, when you're a podcaster, it's in your blood. Like, if yeah. you're not casting, you know, you're <laughs> thinking about a show. You're thinking about, you know, just all these things. And you know from hosting. Yeah. And so uh, we'd been waiting, and we'd been, I think, both just wanting to do a show. But we were just waiting for the right moment or the right thing to do it on and so it just yeah within two weeks we have podcast that's awesome so that would have been around what the March morrowind 2000 morrowind would have been the chapter that was out at that time first episode came out right as um scale scale collar drop collar yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah because it wasn't yeah. that long it was what 2018 that you guys started so. march yeah march i think it was march of no, it was two, 2017 wasn't it Oh, no, wait. Were we 2019? Oh, 2018. scale yeah. color, then it would have been. Yeah, 2018. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm not giving that. <laughs> Years are hard, Jibs. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, thanks. This whole time. I'll, I'll rely on you. Okay. That's exciting. So that's good. So you kind of just like instantly kind of fell in love with the game. What, what drew you into Elder Scrolls Online? That, and actually, let me back up a second. Had you played any of the Elder Scrolls games other than this? Did you play Skyrim previously or Oblivion or anything back for, before then? Go ahead, Cash. Yeah, I started with uh, with Oblivion, but I started with Oblivion not knowing what the hell I was doing okay. or, or what Elder Scrolls was even about. I was yeah. like, okay, whatever, and I'll, I'll, I'll pick this game up and give it a shot because I've always loved RPGs, but I had never played a real RPG until I played that game. And it just, it blew my mind, the scale of the game. And then from there, you know, of course, it went on to the to the other games, the other subsequent games in the series. But once I hit Skyrim, I was pretty well versed in RPGs across the board because I just played, a, you know, a bunch of them in that in that entire time frame until when all those games were coming out. And then once I hit Skyrim, I was like, this is the freaking mother load. Yeah. Like this game is unbelievable. So as soon as they announced, I'll never forget the day that they announced Elder Scrolls Online. And I just remember watching that trailer and my just my mouth was agape and I just went, oh, my God, th- like, this is it. This could be the best thing ever. So there was a lot of hype with it. And then um, I played, you know, since beta. Yep. And then, of course, after beta came out, there was it was MMO space was hot at the time. And I still was really liking World of Warcraft quite a bit. Yep. So what ended up happening was, just like a lot of people, I, I kind of faded off into the sunset after after launch, just going, eh, I don't know this is, if this is quite for me. Yeah, you had to do, uh, judge if you but, wanted to do another subscription with WoW. Because you knew you wanted to keep playing WoW, and then you're like, well, right. there's this, and there's Wildstar at this time, I think. And like all of that was right. kind of... Yeah, and at the time, a lot of my friends were playing uh, World of Warcraft, and obviously our our guild at Mog was playing um, Wildstar. So that was kind of the thing. We started a show, so I kind of trailed off from Elder Scrolls Online at that point. But I would probably say it was early, it was probably twenty said late twenty seventeen that I started getting back into ESO. So I had played it for a good few months, pretty solid every day, pretty solid. Until Jibs and I kind of, you know, our lives kind of came back around. We started talking again, and then we ended up back in the game. And I just, <laughs> like, I, my mind is 
We wasted no Elder time. Scrolls every day. I'm just like, this is just an incredible creation. Yeah. It's kind of amazing to hear like a lot of the times we, I keep hearing this with Elder Scrolls online constantly people being like, I tried it out at the beginning and I didn't really catch it for me. Like it wasn't quite what I wanted. There was something that was just a little bit off. And then it seems after the one Tamriel update was kind of when like everything yeah. changed. And I haven't really heard anybody who has tried it before and then tried playing it again now that hasn't had extremely positive things to say about the game. Like it's kind of a, a yeah. rarity I think there's a handful of games that have ever come out to such kind of poor initial response to become kind of like blockbuster hits. Right? Yeah. And you know, the, the, even now the release cadence right now, you know, the, yeah. the, the, um, just everything just, it's perfect. It is yeah. officially hit its stride. And it's, I mean, you you were right saying one Tamriel. I remember we were talking with Rich on Lore Seekers and he said that that's when everything really kind of changed. Yeah, was it's, one it kind of clicked into place, I think, for a lot yeah. of people being like, okay, it's enough like Skyrim, but I can play yeah. with my friends now. Like, it's enough that it wasn't locked down, there wasn't confusion, but you can actually play with the people that you want to. And Right, right. Awesome. So, you've started the podcast. What was your initial concept for kind of starting your podcast there? You wanted to just to do, did you want initially just want to dive deep into the lore and kind of figure out that? Or did you want to do kind of like a broad ESO show, just kind of a love of the game? This is like your love letter to ESO. I would say like a, a lot of what you said. So it was, we wanted to hit a broad audience. So we, um, we wanted to be as non-niche as possible, mm -hmm. but we wanted to focus on the new player. We felt like that was something that was really, really important. Um, and that goes, you know, at one point we were doing ESO 101s until we literally yeah. ran out of ESO 101s. I mean, we, <laughs> we ran that thing for as long as we could run it and, uh, just teaching players how to, you know, get into the game. And, you know, to be honest with you, when we started the show, the, the game, you know, it had been out for four years and, and our personal rule set for Cash and I, you know, you, you don't start a, you don't start a brand new show for a game that's four years old. Like who, who does that? Yeah. You know, that's just... I mean, it has, it's already had its release. It's already done its thing, you know, and, and, but it, it worked and it was just, um, you know, we really, from, from our perspective, I mean, we were upfront about it. Like, look, we're not masters of this. So we're learning together. And that was just something that really seemed to resonate and it just kind of took off from there. Yeah. That's definitely think, something. I've, oh, go ahead, Cash. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I think something that, that Jibs and I both agreed on is that when we created this, we didn't just want to make a podcast about the game. First of all, I think our, our initial goal was, hey, it'd be really cool if we had five people that downloaded the show. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of the initial thing. But yeah. what we wanted to do was to make our show an experience for people. So when they didn't have the time to be in Tamriel, they could be in Tamriel with us. Right. And kind of yeah. hear us talk about our, our, we like to say our misadventures, but, you know, they hear us talk about our game and what we love about it and what we've done in the game. And then to be able to tie the lore into that. So make it like somebody really was walking into a tavern and they're sitting down with us to have a drink and kind of listening to two knuckleheads <laughs> talk about what they've done in Tamriel for the last week. That was our goal. And when we first started the show, we... We would get in the game while we were doing the show. And we've done this a few times since, but we would actually go to a tavern with our characters in Tamriel. Then once once we had some people starting to listen to the show, yeah. then we would have them, because we started recording the show live, we'd say, hey, come and find us in game. And that we'd give them a hint. 
And while we were recording the show, they'd take that hint and try and locate where we were. And all of a sudden in the middle of the show, there'd be a bunch of, you know, a bunch of people dancing in front of us who found us. So it kind of became a fun little RP thing where we were trying to mix the show and bringing some education and some of the fun that we were having on the show into the game. And that's, that's kind of what we wanted to do from the beginning. I, I think we've done a pretty decent job of trying to deliver that, but we're constantly looking for ways to keep that going. Yeah. I think you guys have done fantastic at that. I was, what I was going to say is like, I love the way you've made the show so approachable, which isn't always an easy thing to do with the elder scrolls. Uh, as you like start to dig in more and more to the lore and things like that, you're like, Oh, there's a lot of crazy things that have happened and it's like a philosophical nightmare of just trying yeah. to slow it down. But, and I think oh, yeah. a lot of people, when they start hearing about all this stuff, they kind of do that little back off and like, Oh, I'm just going to play the game. Like, I don't want to dig in, but you guys have done a great job of being able to capture a lot of the topics that may be very complicated and, and present it in a way that I think everybody can understand and feel like they've come out of listening to one of your shows or played with you guys and have learned something. And I think that's been Thanks. like, congratulations on being able to do that. We're still working on it. So no, Thanks. appreciate that. Th yeah. Thank you very much. And that, um, I think Jibs and I both, when we started the show, a very important thing for us to say was number one, there's, there's other shows out there and we listen to all of them Yeah, and we're not doing anything to try and take away from those shows. We are doing this lore thing. That's why we're lore seekers instead of like coming out with some crazy claim that we're lore masters <laughs> yeah. nowhere near it. I mean, trust me, it took me a long time to understand what the heck a dragon break was. Oh, oh yeah. It's just like, I mean, that blew my mind right off the bat. I'm like, what parallel universe? What? Like this experience and this, <laughs> yeah. what? It, it's parallel, yeah, so, but it's also not at the same time. So right, exactly. <laughs> and that's exactly why I just freaking blew my mind. Yeah. But at the same time, I think Jibs and I from learning the lore and it's and we'll talk about it i'm sure pretty soon but it's because of your guys sites <laughs> we have learned so much about the lore and it's like if i present a lore lesson a lot of times it's a surprise to jibs but you'll hear him a lot of times he'll just and i always chuckle when he does it he goes it's so good it's so good <laughs> and i know he's genuine when he says it because that's what he says when he's freaking serious about yeah. something and it really is amazing lore the writers yeah. for the some of this stuff, it's just like, it's just brilliant. And the way they can tie things together sometimes is phenomenal. It, made, it makes it feel like this real world that you can play in. I think that's one of the things that set, separates out yeah. of the Elder Scrolls from a lot of the other series and games. It's like, it's got such a deep, rich lore to it that you can actually dig into it and feel like you're like, I feel like sometimes in, I studied history in university and it feels like the same thing that I'm like, this may have actually happened. Right. Exactly. Right. So, Jibs, a little bit want to talk a little bit more about the podcast itself. So, yeah, talking a little bit about the future of the podcast, things like that. What is something that you'd really like to do with the podcast in the future? Something that maybe you've been toying with as an idea that you're like, you know what, we haven't decided how it might work. If you can talk about it, obviously, I don't want to steal your thunder on any crazy announcements or anything like that. But oh, ah, uh, wow, uh, that's kind of a loaded question. We got a, uh, I don't know. I think it'd be fun to do a call-in show at some point. Oh, that'd be. We've we've got the software. We're ready to rock and roll. We just haven't done it yet. Cash doesn't even know this yet. I'm literally just <laughs> we're talking about this for the first time. Yeah, this right. is quite educational. Hey, what do you think about that, buddy? First, ladies and gentlemen, put, this is why you put them on but, uh, a hot seat so that you get to find out new things that they don't even know about each other. There you, 
there you go. But uh, no, I want to do more collaborations. Awesome. I really do. When we came into um, the space of Elder Scrolls Online, as far as the podcasting space, there was two shows, really yep. two shows at the time. Tales of Tamriel and Elder Scrolls Off the Record at the time, which has yes. since moved, uh, passed on. And so when we started, it was those two shows. We approached them, letting them know, hey, you know, just as a mutual respect, hey, we're going to be starting up a show, blah, blah, blah. Don't want to steal your thunder, whatever, blah, blah, blah. First people who contacted us was Tales of Tamriel. Yeah. Only and people that contacted us. That. And so that being said. <laughs> Given the timing, <laughs> being, Elder Scrolls Off the Record, I can understand why they may not have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. It's, and so, um, you know, they they were totally cool. And, oh, yeah. you know, they, we, they didn't have to do anything. And we just appreciated it. And so it was just kind of this mutual respect there. And since then, you know, we wanted to just collaborate not only with them, but, you know, now looking in other places. And, you know, I think um, whenever you do a, a gaming podcast nowadays, it's so different than what it used to be when it was Star Wars The Old Republic. You know, Star Wars The Old Republic era, you know, everyone was going to podcasts for their info. They weren't going yeah. to streams. Uh, streaming hadn't started yet, you know. And so now, fast forward all these years later, you know, if you're doing a podcast for a game, you have to incorporate streaming somehow, some way. Yeah. And sometimes, while while streaming's awesome, sometimes, you know, streaming, um, people kind of forget about podcasting, I feel, yep. in the gaming area. And so... You know, just to do more collaborations with more people and just kind of showcase like, hey, podcasts are here. And we, you know, not not we, but, you know, every everyone encompassing, you know, Elder Scrolls Online shows, you know, we provide fun, awesome content. You really should get connected and check it out. And so that's kind of what I'd like to do. That's in the future. awesome. Yeah, I remember we, we kind of talked with everybody and Agelos I remember talking with and Arcaneer and stuff like that. Those guys are great from Tales of Tamriel. Yep. I talk with Lotus, actually, Lotus of Doom quite frequently because it's funny how like... As you said, it's pretty small in the podcast form for Elder Scrolls right now, especially like I imagine when Elder Scrolls six gets fully announced, then things will be very, very different. And it's gonna be a very crowded space <laughs> yeah. again. Um, yeah, but it's nice that there's this kind of like this small little community and I think everybody gets along and everybody's it's also yeah. very different. I used to podcast uh I used to run a tech podcast back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um and it's very different because it was very competitive back then. It yeah. often felt like cause there were so many podcasts all the time and you had to feel like if someone is listening to this podcast, they're probably not listening to mine. But now with yeah. the advent of streaming, it's yeah. more of a like, I like this game. I'm going to try to consume as much content around it as possible now. So a lot of the podcasters yeah. you find, it's no longer that kind of like, oh, I don't want to talk to them. We're going to pretend they don't exist. It's like, no, all of us get along because we get a lot more things there's more benefits if everybody is kind of in a community and can talk to each other and it's more fun. We can make yep. fun of Arcaneer and Guars all the time. It's hundred <laughs> percent all day. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's what makes, uh, I think our, our space, uh, it makes the ESO fam so special. And it is like, I'll be honest with you when you're doing content for, for one game and you're playing one game over and over and over again, that's all you're doing there is some measure of burnout there, oh, yeah. no matter how much 100%. content they push out. But the one thing, Jibs and I were just talking about it the other night, like when, whenever we do feel like the, oh, oh my God, okay, another week, let's, you know, I just got done talking about Laura, I got to do another Laura lesson or something like that. So whenever I do get to that point, the, th- the one thing that draws me back in, and I know it's the same way for Jibs, is this community. And it makes me forget about like any burnout. Like I'm immediately like right back in the game, just going, I just, I want to hang out with my friends and the game's amazing, 
But Jibs and I have always been big proponents of having an off game. Like you should have an off yes. game that yep. can take some of your time. Yes. And for the longest time, like my off game was Skyrim. So it's like <laughs> I go from Elder Scrolls Online to Skyrim, which I'm, I was totally happy with doing. But the one constant that I think we both have, and it's probably the same for a lot of the, the podcasters out there, and there's a lot of great shows popping up, is this community. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, I haven't, I don't think I've been involved in a gaming community quite like the Elder Scrolls Online one. It's, there's something really special about it. And I don't know if it comes from that like rocky start to now it's a, in a great spot or what it is about it. And the team at like Zenimax Online Studios has done such a good job with their community oh, yeah. managers are just some of the best in the business. They're fantastic. And we do, we feel really blessed to have Absolutely. them as part of the community as well. Cause they do such, such good work. They're driving stuff. Like we're reading their Twitter comments some of the time and it's just, they're, they're on fire all the time and they're making sure to put a lot back into the community. So I think that has a lot to do with how great the Elder Scrolls community is. Yeah. I mean, it's so great that gaming shows get mad at how excited the fans get. So. Oh my, okay. <laughs> what do I know about that one? I, oh, I, got, yeah. I was sitting in the front row of that thing That's and so I was accused a few times of being paid. And I'm like, that would be great. <laughs> but it was genuine. I mean, all that yeah, thing yeah. that happened at, at E3, um, you know, for the little backstory there was uh, at the E3 Bethesda conference, they or the Bethesda showcase. There was a lot of cheering going on and they're, you know, the, the interwebs just went nuts over thinking that the, they were paid actors and stuff that came in there. And that's just a giant bunch of hogwash. It was just genuine people who really love that company. And I remember being at home and being excited about the things they were talking about. So oh, I was yeah. like, I can't imagine you're already there. Your adrenaline's rushing. Cause it's like, you're sitting beside like Rich Lambert and all the other people you're already excited. May have had a drink or two. May. <laughs> I'm not saying you did, but after all, <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome. That's so that was. I was got you going to ask it. One of the what would you guys say is kind of like the the most exciting things that have happened to you since starting this podcast? Because again, you've only what you're on year two now. That's not that yeah. long of a time on yeah. the podcast, and you're already at E3, mm -hmm. and you guys get to do some fun stuff there. So, yeah, uh, I I was you know I'll forever be eternally thankful to Dom. Over at the uh, mm -hmm. Zenimax, Dominic, the uh, one I believe his exact title, I think, uh, editor over there. Um, Amazing, but, that's his title. Just yeah, it, that I like that better. It, you know, he reached out to the show. We weren't even three episodes in yet, which I'm like, oh, this is such a blessing. Looking back, and now I'm like, oh my gosh, well, we sounded so bad. It's like a high school yearbook going back and <laughs> listening to your first. No matter what show, how good you are, yeah, your first five episodes are so rough. <laughs> Because yeah. you're still figuring things out. Talking over each other. Talking, yeah. yeah. And you're just getting reacquainted, you know, again, with, with recording and whatnot. And um, so anyway, you know, we got featured over ElderScrollsOnline.com, which was, you know, incredibly an awesome moment for Cash and I. You know, that was that was really cool. Um, and then, you know, fast forward to Cash this past January, we got invited out to uh, the reveal of Elsewhere. Damn. And that entire experience, Cash, that was awesome, man. Yeah. And that was the second time. Jibs and I have been friends for a long time. And that was the second time I've ever seen this man in the flesh. Oh, that's exciting too. So it's yeah. like a little, it's like a game excitement and you actually got to hang out. So that's a lot of fun. Exactly. It was exactly. a good time. And I can tell you those devs 
are amazing yeah. people. They are caring people. They love this game. They don't get like I don't know if anyone knows this, but you know you can't. They don't get any shortcuts. They have to level their characters. They don't. <laughs> you can't. They, yeah, they don't just push a button and they're up to fifty. No, they play alongside yeah. their players, and they are literally some of the most amazing people I've ever had the opportunity to be around. Cash as well, and uh, it's awesome. Aww. That's nice. I love the chemistry you guys have. It's very obvious how good of friends you guys are by how well you guys I work together. I hate this guy so much. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. It's all it, really. I just have to have a couple of drinks before every show so that I can tolerate him. Same thing. Friendship. I have to alcohol, bleach my eyes after every single episode. <laughs> to bleach his eyes and his ears. <laughs> I'm trying to corrupt him. <laughs> oh. But yeah, no, I would say that that's been, you know, and then heck, most recent E3, uh, Cash got to go out and we were invited out there as well. And uh, this is an awesome, awesome time. Yeah, that's exciting. Right. Yeah, it was fun. And they, uh, they at E3, like, because I live, I don't live in LA, but I live in uh, the sub, a suburb of about 45 minutes outside of LA. And um, that's where E3 is. So when they had the Bethesda showcase, uh, they invited um, quite a few people to go and I mean, there were people from across the globe that got to go. Yeah. And um, I got to meet Zynode, and I ended up hanging out with him the entire night. Zynode is an amazing dude, and he's all the way across the pond. <laughs> uh, but, man, just what a great, great guy. There were so many people there that we got to meet, and then we end up, yeah, we got our tickets, and, uh, you know, they just, the dev team was there the whole time. They never forgot about a single one of us when we were going into the showcase, and you know, catering this, this luncheon for us. And then we go in there and, and, um, you know, we all had our seats and I go in there and sit down and I sit down and then lo and behold, Gina's on my right and Rich is on my left. And I went, you've got to be kidding me. Like I'm sitting right in between both of them. We had the best time. So they're, and they're just, they're just real people. You know, they just want to go and have a good time and you know, they're there for work, but you would never know that they were there for work. They just, they're just genuine, real people. And that's what I, those are the kind of people that I love building and maintaining my game. Absolutely. I think a lot of people forget as time goes on, like patch notes come out, they see things, they, this game that they become so passionate about has something happens that they don't like. And I think a lot of people kind of forget what happens with that. They're real people working on these games. They're real people that are invested in it. And it's hard yeah. for pe- a lot of people to like look back and think, you know what? Sometimes in my job, I do something that doesn't quite work out the way we want it to, so we need to roll it out. The difference is when I do it in my job, there aren't millions of gamers that are going to get really mad at me and start screaming at me. Right. So it's it's kind of nice. You gotta like to yeah. like get that kind of like personal connection with the developers and see like they're real people. They want to have fun. They want to play games. They want to do a lot of things just like we do. And they also work on this amazing game that we all love so much. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's hard for people to understand or, you know, even realize the things that go on behind the scenes. And like right now, patch notes are a massively huge topic right now. Yeah. And Ooh, we won't yeah. even get into that. But, you know, <laughs> that's a hot Jibs, Jibs mentioned it very eloquently on our last show that, hey, just this is the first run. Yeah, just give it a take, take, take a break. Just relax. Yeah. Everything is going to get ironed out. It's an ebb and flow with the balance of a game. And like, I don't understand the stratics that go behind it, nor do I want to (laughs) 
try and figure it out. Or I want to hit do. the play button. I want to hit the play button and get into Tamriel and have fun. And if I'm doing 5K less DPS along with everybody else, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I and you know I don't mean to keep going off on this too long, but um, I have said in the past on Lore Seekers that one of the best things about MMOs is change because those are the things that you remember, you know, when you're, you know, when this, when, you know, ESO is long gone and it's years down the road and we're reminiscing about this, you know, maybe even this moment where we're talking about this, you know, it's like, man, MMOs, I mean, remember when ESO <laughs> dropped the dot damage real, like by 50% and everyone freaked out. Yeah. 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 I remember that. Yeah. You know, you provide these, just these memories and these conversations that stem from them. And it's just, you know what, that's an MMO. That's what it is. It's change and it's fun. So it's like how you look at it, I guess. Completely agree with you there. But I know for myself too, like I'm also, it's hard for me to talk about those things too, because I'm not the player that's focused on my numbers. I'm here for the story. I'm here for the cooperative aspect of playing it. And that's, so I'm a little bit different. I'm not a number cruncher as a lot of people are, but yeah. One of the things is there's so many different topics in ESO. And I'm wondering, is there any topics that you guys are looking that you really want to and haven't had a chance to cover yet in the lore seekers? I know, oh, Cash, man. do you do a lot of the, do you do most of the work on the lore segments? I know you read them, but yes, do you do a does. lot of the research on that yourself too? Or Yeah, I so, do. So yeah. So if you can pick anything. If I could pick anything that we that we haven't done in our show that we want to do. Yeah. I'm going to say I would like to do a lot more role play type stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Now I've never role played in any game ever until I, I always thought like, are you kidding me? Like that? That's stupid. Old and shark then I tried you know what happened there, right? <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> so I've, I always kind of poo pooed it because I, I didn't quite understand it. And then it was right before we launched our show. I was in a role-playing guild in ESO for the first time I've ever RP'd. And I'm going to shout them out. It's called the Divine Conclave. They are an outstanding role-play guild. And the problem that I had with it is that I could not keep up with the storyline because we started to do the show And then eventually we launched a guild and it was just too difficult. But if I were to do this thing again in a game and not start a show and and create content, I would 100% be in an RP guild because the things that they were creating, it's a story within the story Mm -hmm. and it's all from the mind of the player and you, it didn't matter what class you were. It didn't matter what race you were, nothing you role played your character the way that you wanted. And they taught me so much about how to actually RP in a game. I loved it. I just, I could not keep up with the story. So I eventually had to leave the guild, which is it still like sticks in my crock because I loved it. Yeah. So if there's anything that I would love to bring to the content that we create for Elder Scrolls Online, it's more role playing. So people can see that it's accessible it's doable. It's not super nerdy and stupid. It's freaking amazing. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. It's like the first time anybody tries D and D you're like, exactly. Oh, this exactly. is going to be so nerdy. And then you play it and you're like, I 
Okay, I'm rolling, and now I'm going to uh, stab him in the side. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do that. <laughs> Everybody gets yep. super into it the first time they play it. So. Oh, yeah. Yep. I know. So great. Okay, so, Jibs, question for you, and then we're going to move this over to Cash. Favorite character in ESO? Um, have to pick one. I have to pick one? Okay. Or, or one group. But. One group? Okay. Uh, I'm just going to go with the Speaker of the Dark Brotherhood. Oh. Because of his mannerisms, the way that he addresses you, he has this sinister swag that is just the moment you meet him at Gold Coast and he's just chilling there, flipping a coin. I'm like, oh, you're so evil. I love every second of it. <laughs> so it's just, he's awesome. That's hands down my favorite. Easy. That's funny. Our, one of our other hosts, Lost in Hyrule from the podcast, has never done any of the Dark Brotherhood content in the games on purpose because he feels yeah. too bad about it. So we've got like the exact polar opposite with Jibs just being like, I want murder. Oh, yeah. I like a murder man. Yeah. He's my I'll cut them up. Yeah. Yep. That cut is so day. funny how 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 close I am to that. I mean, I still played through the Dark Brotherhood, but you want to talk about a contrast? Jibs is a hundred percent Sith. I am a hundred percent light side Jedi. All day, <laughs> all day long. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. So Cash, if you had to pick, who is your well, uh, okay, if I had to pick... It's, we're going to be here for 10 minutes. You shut your stupid mouth. You don't know me. <laughs> Fair for a paragraph. Chat says Zuma. So, so. I, could say, I could say, like, everybody's favorite. Like, everybody loves Naryu. Everybody yeah. loves Roz. But I'm not. And this one might kind of make some people laugh. But I absolutely love everything about Rigor the Brash. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That guy, I will go and play through his storylines and quests again and again on every character just Amazing. because he is so freaking clueless. <laughs> so clueless like, that I just want to give him a big old hips and hug and just go, oh, dude, man. oh, honey, you're just he's just like everybody's big yeah. giant bull in a china shop dumb friend. Yeah. That's so, <laughs> so I love too. it. I love it. He does like, I love that it's like it's super obvious his entire purpose in the game is to get people from like one area to another. And like right. you we're yep. gonna introduce you this weird breadcrumb quest. How are we gonna oh let's throw Rigard in there? And it's so yep. funny every single time. It's, it's so like, good. Okay, it, yeah, it, no, it works. He just shows up, makes a mess of things and cleans it. Oh, so funny. That's a great choice, but not the one I was gonna expect coming out there. I love Rigard. I legitimately thought you were going to say Stuga. I, I thought that was going to your top. No, that one's almost. That Do you one's know almost how long I've been work, looking for you guys? <laughs> you got a pretty good idea. <laughs> Every damn day. Yeah. Uh, I started just accepting the quest. Like that's the first thing I start doing when I log in on a new character. Is I just like run to like Vocal Guard or something like that, and then just be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All you got to oh, do yeah. is stand there. I mean, yeah, she'll, she'll find, find me, so I don't have to <laughs> yeah. do much work. It reminds me of that. Uh, it reminds me of that movie, um, Wedding Crashers, when she says, oh, yeah. "I'll find you." <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. Oh Stuga, yeah, we have a long running joke. The chat's uh, bunging us about Zumog Foom because we, we we have talked about on the show a number of times that Zumog Foom makes no sense as a character. He's so bizarrely written in there that like it's just interesting. So it's like everyone thinks it has to be Zumog Foom in the chat there. Um, yeah, he should, he should hook up with Stuga. I mean, actually, they make a good oh, couple. Man. They find everybody in the, the little necro babies. 
Well, yep. Orc Necro Babies. That sounds maybe this she, is getting to a dark place now. Let's not think too much about <laughs> Necro Babies. Well, at least <laughs> maybe she'd leave Vocal Guard. Oh, leave everybody alone. That's true. Um, so, step outside of ESO. If you had to kind of, what's your favorite kind of topic, person, area in the actual Elder Scrolls lore? If you had oh, to do, God. if you could write any lore lesson you want, it can be one that you want. What would be the most exciting for you to write it on? Oh man, Cash, you want to go first? You need most a minute. Exciting thing. You know, I really, lo- I really enjoy the religion portion of it, and, and like I've already written about it because I because I like it so yeah. much. But to dive into the different religions in the different eras, not just Elder Scrolls on, not just Second Era, but in the other games, you know, I guess particularly the Fourth Era, um, and then like the, and during the Oblivion Crisis, I would like to go back and play those games again and just really focus on reading everything I can about the different religions and deities and all that kind of stuff because it really does interest me. So maybe, because most of the lore we write is all is ESO lore. And then we'll yeah. talk about, okay, well, yeah, this what is how it before. is in ESO. And this is what happens before and after. But to really focus on each one of those one at a time, I think that would really be an interesting topic for us on the show. Problem is, is that a lot of that stuff I think can, can bore people because it gets really deep. It's hard and to... Like, yeah. It yeah. is. And like our, our friend... Um, our friend Aramethius, who does the um, Written in Uncertainty podcast, he gets so deep into the lore that I wouldn't like. I wouldn't want to ruin it. You know what I mean? I think yeah. I could probably get in there, really screw it up, and be like, "That guy's way <laughs> off base." But you know, um, I think oh. if if I were to really pick one topic, I think that would probably be it. Is is the the gods and the deities and and the um, the the way people choose to worship yeah. in Elder Scrolls. And like the just differences and dope. how it's, yeah, I, I love looking at it kind of like, it's a similar thing to the real world, like the creation myths that we have. That's yes. like, it's interesting when you look at the Aztecs and the Egyptians, they have some very similar takes on a creation myth, even though they had no way of contact. And you have the same thing kind of mimicked in Elder Scrolls where like they have the different deities or different names, but you're like, oh, well that kind of lines up to this one. This one kind of lines up to this one. And you've got yeah. this kind of shared knowledge that, it's exciting in the Elder Scrolls because all of it could be true, but they yeah. might not be at the same time. So you, it's this little, it's more of an excitement that way. And you can kind of be like, well, I could actually meet one of these gods at some point. We don't know. Right. right. And I'll tell you one, uh, one thing that I was really, really very recently interested in was we did a lore lesson on a Templar class. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah and, cool. and what it is. And there's not that much lore out there about the classes of ESO. But what I did was I was able to draw a parallel between what a Templar is in the game and what a Templar is in our modern history. And I was so intrigued. I was watching YouTube videos and reading, you know, reading, you know, uh, excerpts from books and all kinds of different things on the actual Knights Templar from our history. And there are a ton of similarities. And I'm like, well, that's exactly where Elder Scrolls writers got this inspiration from was from this actual fictional thing. They actually called it a Templar. And I just fell in love with it. 
So I love the fact that you can draw parallels like that. It kind of goes along with what you're saying about the deities. You can really draw parallels to our own world. I felt bad after I listened to that episode too, and I felt bad. The Templar is the only class I have never played in Elder Scrolls Online. So I was like, I listened to that. I'm like, oh, I gotta go make one. You <laughs> really should. I don't. You I don't know really why. Should. Why yes. I never have, but I've got everybody fun. else at fifty, and then my my poor Templar is level three. I think just skip the tutorial. No There's no <laughs> judgment here. This is a safe room. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah, you're you're fine here. <laughs> Awesome. Jibs, how about yourself? Uh, Dwemer. Dwemer. Easy. Hands down. Yeah. Dwemer. I, okay. I resonate with them so much. So here's my question then to you about that. Vice versa. Yeah. Do you want to know what happened to the Dwemer? I want to, I want to know everything. I want to know more about their day-to-day operations. I want to know, like, what was their routine when they woke up? What's their, you know, what's their favorite drink? What's their, you know, like there's all these, there's all these mysteries that sounds so silly just saying, but we don't know because no one's around <laughs> to yeah. tell you. Yeah, and disappeared. Yeah, and one of the things that I love the most about them is the fact that they, as a race, tinker. They make things. They, you know, they are engineers, and that is in real life. It's one thing I love to do is take things apart and do things, you know, build things with my hands, and just I love what they're doing in the game or in the lore, and it's just one of those things where it's just. Gosh, there's so much there that could that just it just and chat knows that they were calling it before I even said it. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you know, Dwemer for me all day, all day. That's I don't even you know what the the what actually happened to them to me at this point is almost just like a little piece of the pie. Yeah. Like, you know, there's so much more to them that I long to to learn about. And hopefully one day, you know, we get that opportunity. Yeah, Elder Scrolls Six, the Dwemer edition. I think that'll be. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> don't, don't tease. <laughs> oh. Yeah, or maybe I think, it's actually funny because there might be more in ESO because I think there's potential for more things to happen because it's so far in the past. Yeah, yeah, and I think that is Todd Howard's baby. Yeah, oh, it absolutely sure. is, and he's 100%. super protective over it. And um, we just interviewed uh, Mike Finnegan, and he may he said said it real quick, but he did mention something about the Dwemer being Todd Howard's like baby. Yeah. And I kind of chuckled inside, and I went, "We're never going to find out what happened." We're never going to find out. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, you know, it's gotten to a point on Lore Seekers where I, I just, I've, I've accepted the fact. Like, look, we're probably never going to get it, but the Dwemer disappeared. Their, their, uh, their formulas didn't. Their knowledge that they written that they wrote didn't. There's nothing that says that that disappeared. Just the Dwemer. That's a race. So I'm like, all this stuff there might is be out, more there. out there. It's, it's potentially out there. And we all know that Todd, <laughs> Todd Howard, he, he relishes the, uh, the oh, he yeah. loves it. We, especially after talking to Rich, he, he loves the fact that he's the only one who knows. Yeah. It's, he, he loves it. Oh, he, even, so, he even brought it up. We did an interview with Todd Howard um, a few months ago and he even brought it up there. Wait, what? He, talk, he talked about the interview with, or like the fact that like the Dwemer mystery and how it's maybe it has to stay a mystery. Who knows? Right. We yeah. are not worthy I did not know that, and I have to find that interview. Yeah, that can, is freaking amazing. Oh, it was really cool. Yeah, the um, we did an audio and a written up interview with him, and it was one of those ones. And it was nice because he was like, he's apparently he doesn't do interviews really. And then he said, "But I have to do one for you guys because you're UESP." 
and that's yep. like such oh, a that's, that's awesome. such a, like a huge compliment coming from like, Todd Howard himself. He's like, I don't normally do interviews, and he did it with uh, Alara and Baratron, who are on the podcast very frequently, and they went down to meet him at PAX East, no West East that, East. That's awesome. Yeah, so what an honor, it's phenomenal. But, it, but it's rightly that is rightly so an honor for you guys because of the work that you guys put in. Yes, I mean I've. I've I probably I've said it on the podcast like a million times. Like I'm I fanboy out over you guys because you are my go to all the time yeah. for everything. And I've looked at the other at the other lore sites and like even I would say the Imperial Library is just an, an, another source of amazement for me. But it to me it's not as deep or as easy to navigate as UESP is. And I do every single lore lesson is based upon UESP. And I That's try awesome. and change things around because I'm not a plagiar, plagiarizer guy. Yeah. But it's it it goes it lends back to the fact that the Elder Scrolls, the history and the lore of Elder Scrolls is always seen from the eyes and the uh the storytelling of the person who either experienced it or learned about it. And it it always has their little spin on it. Well, I usually try not to put my own little spin on it, but I always put my own interpretation of yeah. the facts. But it all comes from your site. So this is me fanboying out right now. I just <laughs> thank you. I mean, well, you guys are truly amazing. Agreed. Yeah. And that's kind of what, that's the nice thing with UESP too. Like I'm one of the people that like, I do some work on the wiki not really that much uh personally because there's but there's so many people who are so passionate about it because this community is just phenomenal the fact that people are willing to take time out of their day to fill out a lore article about this one insignificant you may think insignificant but it's this one character and then somebody sees that and reads it and they're like oh wait that ties into this and we've got this huge community that's just willing to go in and do all this thing like the UESP, like I, I remember when I first kind of brought up the idea, I'm like, I want to do a podcast for UESP. Like I love the UESP. I've been reading it and everything for years, but I think we need to get some more different types of content. And I was cleaning my office and I found my old Morrowind strategy guide from nice. whatever year that came out. And oh, I opened awesome. it up and I had a printout from the UESP from when I was in like high school playing on my Xbox because I had, couldn't figure out how to do or what the story behind something was. I had this printout on like the perforated uh, printer paper that you had to peel the edges <laughs> off because it was on the little rotor thing. And I found that. Oh, yeah. I was like, this site has been forever such a huge part of the Elder Schools community. I really wanted to contribute in some way that I could help with. So right. that's phenomenal. That's so awesome. I'm glad you guys use that's us. Really and, cool like us that's the oh. purpose of the site is so that people can learn more things and you guys do a great job because again there's a lot of things written there but you know what that's not a community like what we we're talking about with twitch being such a big thing it's like there's different mediums that people are going to get their information from and you know what oh, yeah. not everyone's going to go to the wiki and just dive in and read or contribute even like having the podcast like you guys and lore seekers going on and kind of explaining some of these things and giving people a different context to look at it is phenomenal. So thank you right. to you guys as we'll fanboy right back to you guys. <laughs> thank you, man. That's Thanks. awesome. Yeah, thank you. So I think I have one last question before we sign off for tonight. It's been a pleasure talking with you guys, but let's talk about the future of ESO. ESO isn't going anywhere for a while. And we know when they talked about, it, they had the five-year plan. That was their big thing. They talked about is like after the one time they had their five-year plan 
we're coming up on the end. We just had Elsewhere chapter, which has been probably some of my favorite content added into the game. They did a phenomenal job, and I think they just knocked it out of the park with that. Where, if you could pick anywhere that we go to next, or you think we might end up next for our next big chapter, where do you think we're going in the Elder Scrolls Online? I'm going to go first and take it. I'll be really short because I know Cash will be very elaborate in his response. Shut up. So, (laughs) (laughs) I want to see Skyrim realized in ESO. Like full Skyrim. We've got little bits of it. It would be nice to get fill out that yeah yeah i mean for me personally like oblivion was always my my oblivion and morrowind were my two favorites and i mean that's why i've you know we've had that and so i want to see a full-on i mean like even this the saturation is cut it has that color like cold saturation color you know like you have in skyrim like the whole bit like everything i want to see it i like that i have i have a personal theory I see them mentioning in chat too. 2021 is when they're going to come out with that because that's the 10 year anniversary of Skyrim. There you go. 2021 chapter of Skyrim would be a perfect fit for marketing purposes alone, but I don't know if the story actually leads as well to that way. By then, you'll be able to buy a Skyrim to play on your toilet seat. I'm in. I, I, own, Sky, <laughs> I own so many copies of Skyrim. And it, Cash, you know, like Todd Howard's his old bit was like, hey, we'll keep putting them out in different formats. You keep, you buying, keep buying them. Buying yeah, them you, gonna... you can play it on Alexa. Shut up. No, you cannot. Yeah. You shut up. No, yeah, totally you can. Up. It's fantastic. It's text-based yeah. adventure. And I'm making a note of that. <laughs> yeah, there's your next playthrough. Put that on the podcast. Just you yelling at Alexa. That's like... actually hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, okay. See what I mean? I think this I have to settle first. in. I'm going to get comfy here. Yeah. <laughs> There's an hour two right here. Pylon, you don't have to believe everything he says. I'm not that long-winded. <laughs> I totally am long-winded. But I can tell you from the tales of when I was a child and rolling through the wheat fields. And... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll try and make it quick. No I'm going to go rush. I'm going to go reality, and then I'm going to go wall of crazy on you. Okay. So my reality is that I really would like to see the rest of Skyrim finished. Yeah. And it's because I love that so much. And I hate to be so non-generic or so generic and just, you know, go with what Jibs did. But yeah, I think our heads are in the right spot with, with where we think it will go. Yep. However, my wall of crazy, I want C content Ooh. in Elder Scrolls. Talking about because, yes, oh, I want to see Piandania. Yes, I want to see the Sea of Ghosts. Now I know this is really crazy, but I'd love to see what happened to to uh, with Atmora. I would love to see more content there. But even if it was being able to travel to some of the lesser known islands via boat or ship. I would love to see sea content in Elder Scrolls Online. Now, I didn't say underwater because that's you. Wall is super crazy. Yeah, that's that'd be painful. That would be painful, and it would be Wall of Super Crazy. And I'm not talking about like entire underwater zones and stuff like they had in in World of Warcraft because that's <laughs> not what I mean. Now, I wouldn't mind if we got to kind of dive down and oh look, there's a chest down there, and and your breath is going to run out, so you better go back up. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, but, but as soon as there's a slaughterfish in there, I'm out. <laughs> right. 
but see content and being able to travel from one place to another and see your ship and have a ship. Oh, that'd be so cool. Would be incredible. Okay, I'm 100% on board for this idea. And I'm just going to yeah. start spouting this as where we're going next to in hopes that just I'll eventually be right because I think that's brilliant. <laughs> or plant the seed in their minds. Like, hey, what do you think about this idea yeah. about blah, blah, blah? I mean, UESP really nailed it. <laughs> oh, yeah, look. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Gosh, that'd be so good. Okay, yeah. I'm 100% on board with that. I know they've mentioned that they want to stay on Tamriel, but I think that would still count. I think that's still, it's close enough. Like we're getting raided well, by them. It's not like uh, you know. or anything crazy like that. Like I know we're not going to Akavir. That's no. not happening. But uh, no. I can see that. I can see that them pulling that, that out. Be yeah. And give amazing. me like a, give me like a boat mini game too. Like let me skip exactly. it or let me like go on and just be like, Hey, I'm going to like billow can the we, sails or I don't know. I'm not Can we just sailor. do Sea of Thieves and ESO? Yes. Yeah. I'm in. Where where your boat might get attacked by pirates. I mean, pirates are a thing in the Elder Scrolls universe. It's true. You can be mm-hmm. a pirate, I think, pirates. coming up in the next uh, yes. oh, the next episode get of this a title. season. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. Well, at least Cash didn't say flying mounts in the form of dragons. Oh, no flying, please. No. That would make me an idiot. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm not saying that if you want that, you're an idiot. I'm just saying that would make me personally an idiot. I know Sorry. I said that was going to be my last yeah. question, but I lied. Um, it's well, okay. All good. We're here. I can turn this off whenever I want to. So we're, you guys there are you stuck go. in my little prisoners. I know. Here. Yes. <laughs> um, this year with Elsewhere, as we're talking about that, it was Season of the Dragon. And that was the first time Elder Scrolls has kind of done this season. How did you guys feel about the new kind of method of going into it with four DLCs all related in the season that we're bringing? Mm. Do you think that kind of ended strong? Are you happy with it or? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cash. Um, yeah. I loved the year-long thing. Yeah. Because to me, I, I'd mentioned it in one of our previous shows before. To me, in an RPG, I love having a as my character, I love having a singular focus where it really gives you the feel that you are on this epic quest that is going to change the world. I love that. And the quest might take forever. In this case, this quest took a year and it's not over. So the way I look at it is I love the way they're doing the year long episodes, chapters, whatever they want to call them. I love the fact that the entire story is lasting a year. And I hope that's what they do every single year from here on out. I mean, I think it was a, a, an amazing experiment that worked flawlessly. I think it was it, a great success. It, it, I mean, and you know, they were even talking about on the latest ESO Live or a couple of ESO Lives ago. I mean, just um, how it worked. And it worked so incredibly well. It just, it feels infinitely, and I remember talking about this on Lore Seekers, Somerset always will resonate when you go there. Just, I, it, I don't it's know so if it's pretty. the atmosphere, it's so pretty. It's just all those things that are hitting all your senses all at once, you know? But, you know, with, with the season of the dragon, it's just been... It feels infinitely bigger than any other chapter has because Agreed. of the delivery. It feels huge. You feel like you are just one hero amongst thousands who are fighting to change the world, yeah. you know, and it's just it feels like Cash said, you know, it feels infinitely larger than you, you know, yep. and it's it's just 
it worked flawlessly. And I hope that they, you know, continue to take chances like this because it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, literally, it literally is bigger than you because it's dragons. Yeah. So it's like, do you not have the feeling when you are, I think it was one of the very first quests on elsewhere. As soon as you get out of um, the tutorial there, yeah, out yeah. of the tutorial and you have to go and help a settlement that just got overran by a dragon and you see this massive thing over you, and you're like, what in the hell is one person <laughs> going to do against a horde of dragons? Yeah. But Somehow, through the content that they've released, and through the Lair of Marslock, and Moongrave Fane, and all these other, you know, where you get to experience these dragons, and, and Sunspire, I mean, geez, Sunspire yeah. is probably the biggest one where you get to fight three dragons, but you get to see that as a team, and in the grander scheme as a community, you can come together with other adventurers and make a difference in the world. So they, they make it seem like it's hopeless. Like elsewhere is doomed, but at the same time, you and your friends, well, as long as our DPS is good enough, can <laughs> make it, make it through and persevere. And it's so that sounds so super freaking corny, but that is how I feel when I play this game with a group. Yeah, like even I would say if we're just talking about the pure zones, Morrowind and Somerset, I liked more than elsewhere. But the fact that they did it as this package of stories, it made yes. me love Elsewhere more than both of them combined. Like, if I just looked at them in the pieces, like, Elsewhere it was very cool, well-done zone. But the, the story that they built around it just made it into that huge, overarching yeah. feeling that you're just like, you, you come out of playing, you're like, whoa, that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, agreed. Even from... Even from getting the Wrathstone with the Raya, when you're in, when you're in those dungeons and you're getting each piece of the Wrathstone, it's like, really? Yeah. Like that's amazing. And I'll never forget. Quick story, Jibs. Don't you look at me like that. Quick story. <laughs> I'll never forget when we got invited to go to Sacramento or to San Francisco for the reveal. Oh, I know where you're going. Jibs, Jibs, and Ninja. Actually, all of us got invited to this is gonna sound so weird. Got invited to Rich's hotel room. Ooh. He had a, he had a laptop. <laughs> don't make that noise. <laughs> he had a laptop that had the trailer Whoa. on it. And we had none of us had seen the trailer yet. So Jibs was gonna be on the live stream. I opted to wait. I said, I'm gonna wait until tomorrow to see this. So I opted to go get drinks for everybody. I leave the room to get drinks. They all sat in Rich's room with Gina, Jess, and Rich and watched the trailer. It was him and Ninja 614. Yeah. And when I came back, you know, all dumb and happy with all these drinks in a, in a bag and, you know, balancing <laughs> glasses and bottles of whiskey. So I, the door opens and I just remember seeing Jibs's face after having seen the trailer. And he looked at me with his mouth agape and just went, oh my God you're going to die. And I went, I'm waiting until tomorrow. <laughs> oh, and they were the hardest moment. It was, it was incredible. And everything that he said, everything that they had talked about and the excitement in these devs faces was all worth it. When I got to see that stuff and play, actually get to play through it. Yeah. It was an incredible experience for the year. And I'm really glad that they've done it as a year long saga. Agreed. hundred percent. Awesome. Well, 
I think that's a good time for us to say goodbye for tonight. But I really want to thank you guys for coming on. It's been a pleasure talking to you guys. It's been oh. fun. We'll have to do it again soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Oh, no problem. Yeah. So for it's anybody who is listening or watching that hasn't actually found the lore seekers yet, where's the best place to kind of get a hold of you guys and find things and talk to you? And uh, We are, you can go to loreseekerspodcast.com for everything. Um, if you, you want to find it all, you can read our lore lessons, all the lore lessons we do, the cash. Yeah. Then I mean, you mentioned earlier, he, that's his baby. I do not touch that. He <laughs> researches it. He puts it together and he, he does a wonderful job. You can read what he types up all over at loreseekerspodcast.com, all the lore lessons, everything. Um, let's see what else we got. ESO 101s are there. We are, as, as a podcast, we are wherever podcasts are free. So, you know, whatever app you're using, however you're choosing to listen, if there's if it's free, we're there, 100%. We don't charge for any of our content. And also, of course, you can find us on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash Podcast. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And thanks for everybody who took the time out of their night or their day or whatever time you're listening to this to listen and enjoy. I think you guys will have a blast and listening back from this is a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Thanks so much. Thank you. It was an honor, honestly, for Absolutely. me in, in particular. I know Jib's is happy too, but this for me, you being interviewed by UESP is like a pinnacle. So yeah. thank you. The honor goes both ways, guys. So really happy to have you. So, on behalf of myself and the rest of the UESP crew, I hope you guys had a great time interviewing the Lore Seekers with us, and go out and have some fantastic adventures in Nern. Goodbye for now. Mm-hmm.